0: Hola mi gente, bienvenidos, I'm your host Lore, and this is Creepy Chisme. (music) Listeners beware, some stories and info are not suitable for all, especially young children. Listen at your own risk. Welcome back, y'all. I have missed you. I hope you guys had a good holiday. I hope everyone stayed really safe. (laughs) And I hope y'all were healthy. I'm doing fabulous. Oh, yes. I am still recuperating, (laughs) believe it or not. I'm still recuperating from this damn virus. I still have like a little cough and sometimes my nose gets a little stuffy. I did go back to work on Monday after the holiday break and that was a bad idea because we ended up closing the school by the end of the week. So yes, I'll be working from home which means more time to work on my podcast and research. So get ready for the next month or two for some great great episodes. And please, share your ideas with me, I'm always asking for your input. Uh, a few things we have to talk about before we get into today's episode. I'm gonna continue to post bi-weekly, it gives me more freedom and free time, as well as more time to research and enjoy my research. So yes, bi-weekly, the plan is to update on every other Sunday. According to my data, y'all love listening on Sundays weirdos Sunday's supposed to be a day of holiness duh (laughs) you know but uh so I think I'm gonna post on Sundays and then it's ready to go for the week whenever you're ready to listen keep tuning in every other week I wanted to let you guys know that I'm going to continue posting on Instagram that's my main source of social media Uh, TikTok is now going to be used for my Freaky Friday episodes So no, there will not be Freaky Fridays posted, but find me on TikTok at Creepy Chisme, and you can see some interesting facts on there. Also, if you haven't already, uh, there are a lot of listeners out there, but y'all haven't joined our Facebook group. I really want to grow the Facebook group this year. I want more people to be able to talk to each other, um, talk about experiences they've had, and all that fun stuff. And I want to be more active on there too, with more posts. I've been posting a few cases that I found interesting and I thought you would. So uh, make sure to join our Creepy Cheesmith Facebook group. At the end of last year, I was trying to get some merch going, uh, some t-shirts and maybe some sweaters. If you're interested, let me know. I'm still working on it. I think I found a company that I like. I might have to look elsewhere because, yeah, (laughs) they're charging an arm and a leg literally for shipping and hand handling, (laughs) and it's a mess. So let me keep working on that. I promise this year I will put something out for y'all. But how have y'all been? I, I have missed you guys. I miss talking to you guys. It's actually a little weird talking to you. <laughs> I have to get used to this again. So bear with me, y'all. <laughs> Lots of things planned this year for Cheese Chisme. I'm super excited. Uh, of course, I wanted to start the year with just me, you know? We gotta get, you know, acquainted again. But I have a lot of guests lined up. A lot more family stories coming at ya. Uh, Dad just left for Mexico, so I told him, please get me some scary stories, so get ready for that, (laughs) because my grandma, she's got a lot of scary stories, Um, and yeah, and I have been receiving a lot of listener tales that I want to start sharing with you guys, and possibly get some of you listeners on the show. So keep tuning in, keep sending me your stories, I love reading them, and you know, I don't have to share your story, just let me know, Um, it could be anonymous. Or what I've noticed is most of the time people don't care. And they're like, yeah, share it. I mean, who wouldn't want to share an experience that they've had, you know? Have I had any recently? Hmm. Anything weird happen? Other than my intuition being on point, like I told y'all last time, I'm listening to my intuition. And I literally feel it in the pit of my stomach. So I've been listening to it and things have been going rather well. Not gonna lie other than getting sick but (laughs) wasn't my fault I promise (laughs) but yeah so we will see how the year goes um this is season two we are in season two of creepy chisme I can't believe it it's almost been a full year since I started wow (laughs) I've enjoyed it so much I hope you guys have enjoyed it uh some of you have been sending me some pictures how uh creepy cheese is your top listen to podcast. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. That's so funny to see. Podcasts. Oh, it's winter time. So podcast ratings are going way up, which is great for us. But I want to share some podcasts with you that I've been listening to and you might find interesting, especially if you love creepy cheese The first one is called Hillbilly Horror Stories. Yes hillbilly <laughs> and it's hosted by comedian jerry Polly and his wife tracy Polly. who oh my lord tracy Polly's voice she is a southern belle her voice i could listen to her all day and she's so cute because like he's telling his story or whatever and she's just like oh my god <laughs> i love it so much you, you should give them a listen um they have a lot of guests they have a lot of uh paranormal investigators they interview and stuff like that So yeah, if you love Southern accents and you love paranormal stories, (laughs) go listen to Hillbilly Horror Stories. They also talk about a lot of horror movies and stories behind them, unsolved mysteries, and true crime. So pretty much kind of like Creepy Chismet. Another one that I know I've mentioned before, but a lot of you like hearing my family stories, and so I'm going to mention them again, is Paranormal Putas. It's two sisters from Texas, Leah and Bethany, that talk about if you love ghost adventures, you're going to love them. <laughs> I, on the other hand, don't care for ghost adventures. Everybody knows this. But they have some great family stories. And it's so cool to hear like their versions of similar stories that some people in my family have had. And I definitely want to send in some ghost stories for them to share on their episode. So go give them a listen. They're called Paranormal Putas. So those are two podcasts that I have been really into lately. And I'll share more along the, the way, you know, um, because I love podcasts and a lot of people do too, apparently. So lately, other than watching hours and hours of creepy documentaries, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, It's winter, so in the Midwest, first of all, it's like negative today and snowy and icy. So there's not much to do except stay home, sit on your ass, and get fat. And so I've been watching a lot of stuff, uh, but recently I've started watching all the Survivor series. Now, when I was a teen, when this came out, I was like, oh, old people are so boring. Like, why are they watching Survivor? you know, but now that I'm an adult, I'm just like, this show's great, like, people are so selfish and greedy, like, (laughs) it's pretty much my telenovela for now, so I have, I think I'm in season four now, uh, I started watching when I was sick, and I stood up one night and watched the whole season, so, yeah, (laughs) that's what I've been up to, uh, let me see what other shows have I been watching, um, I want to get into Dexter, but I feel like uh, I watched it so long ago and I don't think I really paid attention to the last season that I have to re-watch all of it. So somebody let me know if I have to re-watch all of it or should I just start the new season because I've heard good things. I've heard good things. But I loved Dexter. That was must. That was probably one of the first shows that I watched as it came out. A friend and I, we would like, the episode would come out and we'd get together and watch it and then you have to wait for the next one. Yeah, I think eventually those will be the good old days where you have to wait for the new episode to come out (laughs) because now it's so easy to just stream and they put the whole season out and you could binge watch it in one day, which is fun but also like... (laughs) not exciting you know if you don't know what dexter is it's this really good show about it's on hbo um about a man who is a serial killer he has a thirst for killing but he also works with the police department i'm not sure what the title of his job is but he pretty much his job is to like investigate the crime scene i think he works with blood spatter i don't know why i'm remembering that i told you it's been so long since i watched it but, um, and that's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to get too much away if you want to watch it. It's a really good show. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. <laughs> uh, you might get upset at the last season, but apparently this new one is pretty good. So that's my plans for the winter, <laughs> especially now that I'll be working from home for the next few weeks. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving the house. Everybody stay safe. <laughs> All right, enough blah blah lore. let's get into our story of the day. Now, y'all love haunting stories. <laughs> you love stories about ghosts, demons, all that creepy stuff. Yeah, I get nervous talking about it. I feel like it brings bad energy, but I'm a tough bitch. And um, I just say, leave me alone. I accept no bad energy. And I'm good, and I feel safe, and I got my crystals and my rosaries, and I'm fine. (laughs) So grab your little sarios, y'all, and let's get creepy. Today's story is about Hosca Castle. Oh, yes also known as the Doorway to Hell. So let's take a trip to the Czech Republic, into northern Bohemia. Now, locals have avoided this place at all costs, but it's not that hard to do so because this castle, yes, castle, sits on a hill perched on a cliff in complete seclusion. Now, something odd about this castle, unlike other castles, it's very far away from any trade routes or paths, and no one knows why it was built where it was. And this structure was built with no water source in or around it, which leads many to believe that this place was not made for living humans. So then what was it made for? Now according to locals and legend, this castle was created to guard a bottomless well at the center of the structure, which is said to be the doorway to hell. Now, people who have been in Hoska Castle have felt or experienced supernatural experiences and some one will never forget. Now, before we get into the creepiness, let's talk about the history of this 13th century castle. Now, when I say that this place is in the middle of nowhere, I'm not joking, y'all. So the castle is an hour drive from Prague, Czech Republic, and is fully surrounded by forest, swamps and mountain limestone mountains now no one truly knows what it was built for or when it was built but they can guesstimate that it had to be between 1253 and 1278 now that's a big gap there but that's what it came down to because i'm telling you this place is very very old now during this specific time Odokar II of Bohemia reigned this area. Now, it is claimed that it was built for Odokar II as an administration center, which means no one really lived in the castle. It was a part of his main castle, but was way far away from it. It was only made for his men or whoever to be in charge of all his other royal living establishments so that that's why they think maybe it didn't have livable conditions um and then just the the history of the house back in the day kind of creepy nobody would want to live there anyway now when Ottokar passed i hope i'm saying his name correct yeah i say that once every episode right y'all you think i would do more research no i think it is Autoker, Ottokar. o-t-t-o-k-a-r When he passed, the castle was then passed on to aristocracy, which was a long period of time where it was owned by a lot of different people. So to begin with, the castle had a gothic style look as well as gothic style art decorating the inside. But in 1584 to about 1590, someone completely renovated and changed the castle, giving it a more renaissance style look. So, people are in and out for many, many years, and not everyone was documented who lived there, and the castle was always changing, which is pretty normal, right? I mean, you get a house, it doesn't stay the same as it was when it was built. You change it over the years, so that's pretty normal. In the 18th century, though, the castle fell to shambles. It had gone through it because it had been empty for quite some time, but finally, in 1823, it was purchased and fixed up again and in 1897 a royal princess bought the castle but eventually again it would stand alone until 1924 when Joseph Simonek the president of Skoda uh, purchased the castle I was going to say (laughs) poached. purchased the castle Uh, I believe to this day the Simonek family still own the castle So that's the only known history of its early past. In its first six centuries, lots of royalty lived here, very important people, used this castle. Now I say used, like I said earlier, because no way in hell can anyone actually live here for a long period of time in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. (laughs) But because it was in the middle of nowhere, it did attract a lot of writers, poets, which I'll talk about later. Now, let's get into some of the legends of Hoska House. (laughs) I can't do that. I can't do that evil laugh. I wish I could. (laughs) Now, there is a legend of Hoska Castle that begins even before the actual castle was built. This goes as far back to the 6th century, where people have claimed to have found archaeological evidence of Celtic inhabitation. Now, we know the Celtics are some creepy people, and, um... Yeah. (laughs) So in the ninth century, Veklav Hajek published a Czech chronicle that stated that a small wooden fort stood on that property. It is in this article that he then goes on to tell the legend of a big strange crack at the top of this limestone cliff where this hole stood. Now this hole was said to be so deep that you, could, you couldn't see the bottom, you couldn't hear the bottom. Rumors began to fly. You know, the teasmen in the village started spreading, <laughs> which is what we're here for. And so people started saying that they were seeing strange creatures crawling and flying out of this giant hole. Yes. <laughs> Eventually, the hole became known as the Hole to Hell. Now, no person would ever dare go near the hole at night because of the rumors. But it was believed that creatures would climb out of the hole and kill local livestock and eat local crops. And also torture anyone in their way. But I don't think anybody ever tried it. Now, many attempts were made to fill the hole. They tried to throw lots of rocks in there, dirt, sand, whatever they could. But it was way too deep and would just completely swallow whatever was thrown inside of it. Again, no sound of anything hitting the bottom. Which started the rumor that the hole had no bottom. Now there is a story about a man, a duke actually, that became really obsessed with wanting to know what was down there. So this crazy duke, oh yes, crazy indeed, He would pardon, well, he would promise to pardon prisoners only if they would consent to being lowered into the hole to tell him what they see. And one man agreed to this. So as this man was lowered down into the deep abyss, (laughs) there was a long moment of silence as he descended, which was then followed by the most horrific screams anyone's ever heard. So this man was screaming uncontrollably, and as they rushed to pull him out, they noticed that the man's hair turned all white. And not just that, the man looked as if he had aged 30 years. And also, the guy came out and was clinically insane. He wouldn't speak, he couldn't describe what he saw that scared him that much, but... A lot of paranormal investigators that have visited the castle, because there have been many, they pick up a lot of voices and sounds. So I don't know what this man heard or saw. Probably heard because saw it's dark down there, but it scared the bejesus out of him. Now people's hair turning white when they get scared, that really happens. And my first experience with seeing this was in the movie, Freddy Krueger. I don't remember which one. I think the first or second with Nancy when she gets the white streak in her hair. I think it's at the end of the first one. Um, I thought that was just in the movies. <laughs> but apparently that can really happen. If you get so scared, your hair can turn white. But yeah, so poor guy. Um, Apparently he spent the rest of his days, which were not many, At an insane asylum or place where they had to keep him enclosed and he died shortly after. The sad part is this happened on more than one occasion with different prisoners. Sad to say the Duke never found out what was down in the hole but at this point who would want to know if it was scaring people this badly. Now when the castle was structured, unlike most castles, Hoska's defenses were facing into the castle instead of out so you know how when castles were built their defensive walls were pointed outwards right to protect them from any intruders or anyone trying to take over the castle but here everything was facing inwards So that led people to believe that the castle was made to keep something from coming out of it. Here's the more creepy part though. (laughs) It just keeps getting creepier, right? (laughs) The castle was built with a chapel. And that chapel was built right on top of the doorway to hell. But the Gothic style chapel also raises some questions. The little chapel was dedicated to the Archangel Michael, who led God's army in the fight against hell. Now in the chapel, there are pictures on the walls, some artwork. One shows Michael fighting a dragon, which was a symbol of evil, and another picture shows Michael holding a sword and a set of scales weighing souls at the Last Judgment. Now there are also pictures of the crucifixion of Jesus, one of St. Christopher. And one very strange picture. Now, one picture shows a creature of a centaur with the top part of it clearly being a woman. In her right hand, she's holding a bow and arrow. And with her left hand, she's aiming at a human figure. Now, the weird part about this is that this representation is very unusual, I guess you could say, for that time period. Because in the 13th century, First of all, a centaur was a creature from pagan mythology and it also represented evil. But not only that, they're depicting a left-handed female archer. So back in this time period, if you were a lefty, you were evil. <laughs> I never knew that, that's kind of that's weird. <laughs> but this image would have clearly been meant to show or represent some type of evil. Not just that though, Uh, Later, throughout the centuries, more pictures were drawn onto the chapel walls, some depicting other creatures that represent evil, and some depicting pictures of pagan rituals. Yes, pagan rituals. Now why would you put these in a chapel? Nobody knows. So all of this also leaves some to think that it represented those creatures that crawled out of the hole under the chapel floor. Because yes, the chapel was built right over the hole, and the hole was covered. (laughs) As if that were going to help, right? Another legend with the castle was that later in the 17th century, around the time of the Thirty Years' War, a Swedish rogue commander used this castle as his headquarters. Now, it was said that the commander was a black magician and alchemist. So he did, you know, the bad brujería. Apparently, he practiced his magic in the castle, and we all know when you mess with the evil shit, it lingers sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't play with Ouija boards, y'all, especially not in the house. Now, this legend says that the commander and his men would torment the local villagers. Until finally, one night, two brave hunters snuck into the property and shot the commander who was working in his lab to discover the elixir of eternal life is it called adrenochrome <laughs> or whatever the hell that shit's called <laughs> but that's another story but this right here this legend is definitely the chisme because <laughs> it's a cool legend right yeah oh he was working on the elixir of life and i shot him <laughs> uh but Definitely, I don't believe that part, but the fact that they probably shot him and killed him through his window, I do believe that part. (laughs) Love chisme. So later in 1836, a Czech poet named Hynek Macha stood at Hoska and had a dream of a terrible vision. Now this one, you guys, is really creepy. So Macha said while he was sleeping, he dreamed that his soul descended into the giant hole under the chapel floor and into a mechanized future prog 2006. oh yeah (laughs) 2006 he went into the future to 2006 which we've already lived so pay attention so it was terrifying to him he claimed to have met a girl who showed him moving pictures In a miniature casket. Anybody thinking what I'm thinking? (laughs) Cell phone maybe? Now although it was dark, he walked on high sandstone cliffs with holes that projected yellow lights. Which seems very similar to enormous blocks of flats that loom above the outskirts of Prague today. So this man saw this in 1836. I don't know if I believe this, but wow. And this story also leads a lot of people to believe that that hole is for time travel. I know, I know, time travel is out there, you know, it's way out there, (laughs) but just keep an open mind. Now this one I believe, and this is more real. In World War II, from 1939 to 1945, Hoska Castle was taken over by the German SS. Now, people believe the Germans did strange experiments with dimensional portals, time travel, and God only knows what here. But whatever happened, there definitely was evil. Upon excavating the castle, three German soldiers were once unearthed and all three had been executed. Now, no one knows for sure what was conducted here because the Germans did burn all records before leaving the property. But we can only assume that due to the fact that Hitler loved researching the discovery of supernatural weapons, and not just that, him also knowing that the castle's occult and legends might have played a big part in why the Germans took over Hoska Castle. Now there's also a rumor that it was used as a breeding farm. Now this is new to me because I didn't know these existed, which is a Pretty much a location where young German women of pure German blood would have well, I'm pretty sure they were raped. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Their job was to pretty much create the perfect German race. So pure blood German soldiers would sleep with them and they would have pure blood German babies. Now because the Nazis camped here for years, The new owners of the castle refuse to allow any excavation on the land due to the fact that there still may be German explosives on the property or even in the hole. That's not the only legends of Hoska Castle, because even still today, people visit the area and leave with the story to tell. So people claim to see ghosts, both normal and scary. Creatures, dark shadows, black figures, many noises. Can be heard around the castle and people get a very uneasy feeling even outside of the castle so let's get into some of these ghost stories about hoska castle just from standing near the castle's front gates many people have claimed to see a very tall black horse galloping around the horse is said to have no head and has been seen with blood spewing from the severed neck or other places on its body People have seen and been chased or attacked by a huge black dog on the property. The craziest part is people have seen these creatures for several minutes, not just seconds. One guest staying in the castle once documented that they saw a very large winged creature, not one, but many, flying around the outside courtyard, too large to be bats, and said they looked like demons or gargoyles. That's creepy. Maybe it was like Mothman or something. (laughs) But to see that? Oh, I, like, how do you even describe that? A flying creature, not a bat. Way bigger. Like, what is it? What is that? Now, animals or pets brought onto this property have reacted in very strange ways. Barking or hissing at walls and empty corridors. From the inner courtyard of the castle, you can hear voices coming from the chapel and it is said that the dark figure of a man is seen wandering on the upper level of the castle. On the third floor, there is a woman in a white dress who often looks out the windows. Now, the stories of this man on the second floor and the white woman have been seen numerous times by many people in the same areas of the castle. One man recalls having drinks with some friends on the third floor, and one of their glasses started moving on the table and then lifted straight into the air and back down onto the table. All of the men saw this happen. Must have been a thirsty ghost. But not all of the ghosts are playful and nice. One witness recounts that in the hunting lodge of the castle, they were relaxing with their spouse, and all of a sudden, they heard a strange noise. It was a loud thump, as if something heavy fell on the floor. When the couple turned, they saw two dark figures on the stairs. The woman said that the figures had no features, and one was overheard saying that they wanted to kill or hurt some young girls or girl. As I mentioned before, lots of paranormal investigators visit the castle, and almost all leave with some type of evidence or experience that they cannot explain. More so than often than seeing something, a lot of them feel, feel the feeling of of someone not wanting them there, or something negative or dark. In the chapel, you can hear screaming coming from under the floor, as well as scratching, almost as if something is trying to get out. One man said that as soon as he entered the property, he felt a very strong foreign energy right behind him, looking over his shoulder the entire time. He said it was so strong, it was as if a person was actually standing right behind him. An actual physical presence. That's how strong it felt. But every time he looked, no one was there. Now, as if these stories are not creepy enough, this one, by far, is the scariest. And of course, I saved it for last. The cellar of this castle is nicknamed Satan's Office where there is a throne, yes, a throne, that is decorated with horns and a trident. It is down here where many have seen a black-robed, faceless priest that appears in front or around the throne, and then walks up the stairs only to vanish into thin air. This dark figure has only ever been seen down in satan's office so yeah this castle without a doubt is haunted with something lots of people theorize that it is strategically placed in such a random spot due to geometry and serves as a portal for time travel is this true probably not but it does sound cool now others believe it truly does protect against evil creatures who escape up from the underworld and try to cause havoc on anyone in their way This castle has lived many centuries and has seen a lot behind its walls. From royalty to writers, poets, and Nazis, today the Semenok family still own the property, giving tours and retelling the lore and sightings that have happened here. But beware if you do go, because most definitely you may experience something that you cannot explain. It's that time for a Creepy Chisme update. Today I'm coming at you about the Delphi, oh sorry, Delphi, Indiana murder case. If you don't remember, this was in one of my early episodes in season one about two young girls who went hiking in a forest near their home and were brutally murdered yet no information has ever been posted or um, told about how they were murdered or what happened. All they said was that it was very brutal. Um, Obviously reasons. They didn't tell the public what happened to them. And probably very specific things um, that would give away information to the suspect. That's what I think. But the last update I gave you guys on this case was that, well, it has been a while since I've updated you on this. I don't remember the last time, honestly. But the last bit of info I gave you a man who had kidnapped a young girl and tied her up in his basement was also being investigated for the Delphi murders but I guess they ended up dropping that and that man last name Chadwell did end up getting 90 years for the crime he committed thank goodness so his life is done good for that but recently some newer information with the case has surfaced in early December of last year The Indiana State Police publicly announced that they were looking for any information about a social media account with the handle Anthony underscore shots. Now they said this account may have a connection with the Delphi murders, but here's the wild part, y'all. When they finally figured out who the man behind the Instagram account was, it was a man by the name of Keegan Anthony Klein, who lives in Peru, Indiana. Y'all, is this it? Did they finally find him, the bridge guy? Now, I want nothing more than to see this case solved. So, of course, Detective Lore was like, what is the distance between Peru, Indiana, which I've never heard of, and Delphi, Indiana? So I Google mapped it, and honestly, it doesn't really matter how far away these two places are because any crazy person can drive, even fly anywhere, right? We've all heard or seen cases like that. But i was just curious so i looked it up and was really shocked to see that these two towns are only 40 minutes from each other are we getting somewhere here y'all now let's just say that this is the guy i saw his picture and i'm not really sure to be honest he's a pretty big hefty dude Uh, way bigger than bridge guy but I mean four years ago he could have been thinner right I was thinner four years ago (laughs) I don't know guys but let's just say it is him allegedly it's been four years how can a person this is one thing that intrigues my mind with these cases is how can he or the person live four years knowing what they did and watching this unfold in the media and online That's just so wild to me. I don't understand it. I mean, this doesn't even compare, but every time I drive, I'm really anxious to get pulled over. So imagine walking around as this guy who murdered someone. Disgusting, I don't know. I just, I don't know. Well, this dude is off the streets since August of 2020. He was charged with 30 counts that included child exploitation, possession of child porn, obstruction of justice now as of now those charges are not linked to the delphi murder and that's really all that they've announced so far so this is one case that i definitely always check on monthly so hopefully this is the end of things and i really want to know what the hell happened to those poor little girls and why they would meet up with someone especially one of the girls i know was like really into like true crime and all that stuff like why would you take the chance of going to meet someone you met online i don't know it's scary and it's so important to teach your kids that you know like my niece she's 13 she's addicted to her phone and like it i just think about that like i just ugh. scary gal. be careful <laughs> so i will keep uh watching that yeah i'll keep uh, my eyes on that story And definitely uh, my Facebook group is where I would post if anything comes of it. Um, If not, later in the future, I will definitely give an update when one is given. Before we end this lovely episode, I want to leave you with a listener tale. Now, this is from listener Patty. Now, if you've joined my Facebook group, you've seen this story, but I want to share it verbally on the show. And Patty, please, if you're listening, please share more of those with me. Um, you can email me, you can put them on Facebook groups. We all love reading them, uh, because she claims she's got a lot more stories to tell. All right, so here we go. Hello, Lore. I have so many stories. I hope you have ours. My first experience with the paranormal was when I was like nine or ten. My parents were going through a divorce, which left our home feeling dark and heavy. I would later learn that my mom's boyfriend and my dad's girlfriend were both into witchcraft. Was it the good witchcraft or the bad witchcraft? Hmm. Anyway, one day after a day of parental drama, I laid down on the couch just admiring our Christmas tree with all our Christmas cards that we had received. All fall from the tree at one time. Mom always placed the cards on the tree. Well, all of a sudden, they all fell off at one time. The very next week, I was in my sister's bedroom, and she had twin beds in her room. I was laying down in the bed next to the drapes, reading a book. Something caught me off guard from the corner of my eye and saw the drapes moving. It looked like someone was walking next to them, kicking the blinds as they walked. I sat there in shock and then saw an imprint on the bed as if someone sat down next to me. I took off running out of the room and never stepped foot in that room again. Ooh, that definitely aphelia. <laughs> Thankfully, my house is not haunted. Well there are there's something here but it's not bad i've never felt um how do you say threatened by it so i don't sleep in fear but i always think like what if our house was like haunted by an evil or not necessarily evil but a presence that makes itself known often um yeah i definitely would sleep in fear (laughs) so yeah i feel you on that so patty goes on to say when i was about 15 my grandmother passed away My mom had pulled my sister and I out of school early so we could go home and pack so we could go to the valley, which was about seven hours away. During our drive to the valley, I noticed a red swirling light behind us and told my mom that we were getting pulled over. So she pulled over, and the red swirling light disappeared, and no cars passed us. We looked at the clock in the car, and it said 9.20 p.m. When we arrived at her family's house in the valley, they had told us that my grandma passed away at nine. Now, I am a true believer in past relatives or in relatives that have passed giving signs or signals, especially when they first pass away. Uh, I'm going to give you a quick story real quick. My sister has a lot of dream premonitions. So like if someone's going to pass away, she'll dream that person. It's happened quite often for it not to be something, (laughs) but there was one of a cousin of ours passed away and she dreamt of her the night before and then we got the call the next morning and she was just like whoa so yeah i definitely think relatives or people we love who are close to us can definitely can definitely give us some type of sign or signal that they've passed so Uh, Patty goes on to say that my second paranormal experience was when I was 30 years old and living in Richmond, Virginia. I met my now husband very early in our relationship. We took a drive into the battlefields of Jamestown. (gasps) I've always wanted to go there. I will go there one day, maybe this year. (laughs) As we were driving the trail, I noticed an orb fluttering in the trees and watched it flutter for a good 30 seconds. I waited for five minutes, and at the same time, he asked me if I saw what he saw. It was crazy. The orb fluttered around for about 30 seconds, and then poof, disappeared into the trees. Now, Patty, believe it or not, the battlefields of Jamestown are known for lots of orbs. Um, well, <laughs> are known uh, for people to see orbs in, so I definitely think you saw an orb there. I didn't experience anything until my husband and I were married. We bought our first home in Virginia. Our dryer ceiling fans would turn on and off by themselves. One day I was washing dishes and the dish soap was on the sink window seal and all of a sudden it flew to the middle of the stove. Several times we would come home to find all our windows open when no one had been home. There was a spot walking from the The kitchen, wait, let me see. Uh, From the kitchen to the living room, there was one spot you could smell a sulfuric acid smell, but once you stepped out of that spot, it would go away. (gasps) Sulfuric acid smell is not good, Patty. Um, Definitely a negative energy, so be careful with that one. My daughter, when she was two or three, would randomly pick up her baby doll to comfort it and say... That is spooky, but it's okay. Ugh, kids scare the shit out of me. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Kid, There's a whole TikTok world of kids that say stuff like that, like that talk to their dolls, talk to imaginary friends. My mom says I had one when we lived in an old apartment in Chicago, and um, I think it could have been something. It has to be something, right? A uh, coworker and I were actually talking about this the other day, how we both agreed that, I think you're born babies, children. Uh, I think they're all born with the gift of being able to see and communicate with the other side or whatever it is Um, because they're so innocent. My grandmother is very innocent. She's never learned to read, she's never learned to write. She's, you know, and she sees a lot of things. So I think. We grow up and we choose to ignore, maybe not necessarily ignore, but definitely not pay attention, and we lose that ability. So I think if you're a child, they can learn how to use that ability correctly. And then, of course, I truly believe that some of us are born with it a lot stronger than the other. So Patty says that one of the last things that happened to her before they moved and left the house to their oldest son was she went to the post office, which was about two to three miles from her home, and put her mail in the drop box. When she got home, she noticed the camera bag was on her bed. She called her husband to see where he was, and he said that he had been downtown all day. Ghosts moving things. Yeah, definitely something going on in that house. So you said you left the house to your oldest son. I want to know if he has any stories to tell. (laughs) And then she uh, leaves us wanting more, saying I have other stories. And the listeners want to hear them, Patty. So definitely let us hear some more stories. (laughs) Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, Yeah, that house definitely has something going on in it and um, I wonder how you're doing in your new house since that house. And maybe it could have been drawn to either your husband or you maybe if you had those experiences when you were younger. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that's all I have for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. It was a little history and a little creepy just the way I like it. Big stories coming soon y'all. This season of Creepy Chisme is going to be one you'll never forget. Make sure to add me to your podcast list and click that notification button so you'll never miss out on any new episode. Remember, I'm always looking for a new story or a new case, and you can always email me at creepychisme 4 you. that's the number 4-Y-O-U, at gmail.com, or just write me a letter to say hi if you love the show or maybe you hate the show. Recommend this episode to a friend. Uh, That'll really help me out. I appreciate all of you who are still listening almost a year later. Let's make this a good year, y'all, and keep coming back for the chisme. (laughs) Have a great week, everybody. Y gracias por escuchar. Y nos vemos pronto. Creepy Chisme is created for entertainment purposes only. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, stay creepy and spread the chisme. Adios, mi gente.